0: Make sure to use the promo code Reformatory to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to mcquanocoffee.com and use the promo code Reformatory to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show.
1: What's wrong with you people?
0: Feel this morning. Why do you always make me define what you meant?
1: that's how I feel. How, 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 how dare you? I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. How dare you? Make war! Go to the manual! How dare you? What do you got for me? Talk to us like an adult.
0: But I'm not going to answer the question. Until you ask it correctly. Hello, and welcome to the Reformatory. That gets creepier and creepier, creepier each time I say that. It feels like you're like a smooth jazz. Hello. You're an NPR announcer. Thank you all for being here tonight. Welcome to the Reformatory, <laughs> the podcast for the local church and by the local church. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> my name is my name's Josh Loftus, and I'm here with my main man, my main squeeze. <laughs> don't say that.
1: Brojack, don't say that. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> that invokes too much grocery, sir. Way too much. My wife is my main squeeze. You, sir, are not <sighs> that. Did I know you before your wife? Did you know me before my wife? Yes, you knew me before my wife.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, I mean, I've got seniority, son.
1: No. Yeah. No, don't tell, your, work wife, like tell this. your wife
0: to take a back seat. <laughs> no. Back seat. Nasia? <laughs> Get out of the way. No. Josh. No dice. It's Josh and Jack. No dice, sir. Josh and Jock. Jas Jack and Josh. For eternity. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: gosh. Oh my goodness. Jack, how's it going, my man? For some reason, I have this train. You know the you know the group train? Yeah. That's kind of more like pop. The calling all you angels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I have that song stuck <laughs> in my head right now. Well, anyway. I have the song from
0: uh Rammstein, uh do. Duha's, oh my god, Duha's mesh. Our, you have uh, me. Our, our minds are, 90s, are completely different. 90, dude, yeah. Rammstein. Come on now.
1: You I'm know, not, you I wasn't know you, down into that, dude. You know, you not jammed out that.
0: to Rammstein. I know nope. you were. You were in the tank. Incubus, well, you maybe. You were in the tank, <laughs> driving through <laughs> Afghanistan, nope. strafing the tops of buildings, cranking Duha's. We were cranking Metallica, if anything. Oh, that's uh, not bad. Okay, so. that's not bad. That's not bad. Master of puppets. Yes, I mean that's probably how you felt being in the army. <laughs> uh, yes. yes, maybe not so much the master, but rather no. the puppet. Yes, the <laughs> puppet aspect. Yes, I can I can <laughs> empathize with that. Jack just has that like he's got like a twelve like a twelve track CD that he <laughs> that he burned himself in his barracks. I used to it's just you know
1: master what? of puppets on repeat. So what we all also used to do is jam out to some Van Halen too. Like oh, those, there you go. Those Panama? beginning those beginning huge ballad riffs. Yep. Like eruption or... Uh, oh, there you go. Can't remember. Um, ain't talking about love. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. That's yeah. the one. Jump. You know, you got that synth in there. I don't know if I could crank. I, so we usually didn't crank that when we went into like the the Afghan towns or else they definitely would have killed us. Definitely <laughs> if, yeah, yeah. De- they definitely would have jumped all over you. Yeah, they would have jumped in <laughs> not a good direction either. <laughs> um, so, oh. But yes, uh, we used to crank that kind of on the open road areas. Where nobody would be listening to us, so so Jack, you have to help me here
0: as I am continuing the movement. And at this point, it is a movement. Let's be let's be totally clear: a movement to get the hashtag, hashtag BroJack trending. That you oh my are gosh. <clears throat> you are the hashtag BroJack of this podcast. I need to know from you. Look here, this is me extending an olive branch. Like <laughs> it's already going to happen. It's already a thing. I want to allow you. And our listeners can participate in this as, as well if if they wish. I want to allow you to pick Brojack's soundtrack, pick Brojack's like pro wrestling intro oh, music. That's so, too easy. So so you're so so. Here's the thing. Let me set the stage. Right here's the stage. Oh my gosh! Here we You've go. You've got like Rumble in the Jungle, right? Like in the in the ring are all like a group of like five Theo Bros. Right, they're all there, like punching each other, arguing over like uh, tertiary issues. <laughs> yeah, and the, the like lights they always go- do. And then the lights go dark, and the crowd starts to rumble, and then the music starts, and then there's a spotlight on Brojack, who's all of a sudden like i'm talking like the undertaker he just shows up in the middle of the ring nobody knows how he got there nobody saw him but
1: everyone is freaking out what <laughs> is bro jack's music i'm first of all my entrance is not like that my entrance okay, is going okay. to be reminiscent of that of stone cold steve austin and having a huge plate glass and then it breaks and then it, that's his the psh- Dun dun, 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 dun. And then I just okay. start charging. Okay, so, I just start charging. So out before
0: there. Okay, okay. All right. I mean, yes. <laughs> if that's you want good, the Brojack like vibes, but, the
1: Brojack vibes are coming. Okay. Right?
0: No, no, th- no, no, that works. That works. So instead of cracking two cores above your head and pouring them all over your face, like what's your stick? Like like what do you like like do you have something that you like you break every time? Do you have something that you like throw at them every time? Do you have like like, do you just like, like, like very menacingly, like, light up a cigar, like, as you're walking down, like,
1: like, what's your thing, man? Yeah, you uh, need a project thing. I don't know, breaking bottles of Topo Chico over my. <laughs> 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 I drink breaking a lot of Topo of cheer, Chico
0: of cheer wine.
1: <laughs> like uh, breaking throwing, bottles
0: of cheer wine. Over throwing myself. cheer wine into the crowd. Yeah, like gr- and gracing them to your presence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Something maybe along the Cheer those wine lines. for everyone. You get a cheer wine and you get a cheer wine. Oh man. <laughs> that or those uh those ice drinks that now come in the aluminum can. I just douse myself in those. Yes. Crack yes. open those. Okay. All
0: right. So Jack so Brojack's coming down. First off, okay, we're gonna save the theme song for the last thing. What are you wearing? What's what's Brojack's attire? Like I like we Ooh. need to know what is Brojack wearing.
1: Yet again, I'm gonna go back to Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm wearing off a, a a leather biker jacket that yes. has something like Jack three sixteen on it or something. Oh like my that. Goodness. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> listen here, all you <laughs> listen here, brother. <laughs> something. I don't all right, know. So Jack's coming down Jack's coming down in in like tight jeans. You know, you know what? No, you need to keep the khakis. <laughs> Need to keep leather, the, khakis. keep leather khakis, leather khakis, leather jacket, nothing else, just the jacket. You've got Cheerwine and uh, topo, topo chico <laughs> that you're cr- crashing all over the place <laughs> for some reason. What is Bro Jack's theme song,
1: dude? What is it? Like I said, like I'm going back that that stone cold Steve Austin thing. Uh, if, you can't if I can't use song, that, you can't, you know, it has to be your
0: own thing. It has to be your own thing. You can't oh take from somebody gosh. else. I
1: can't use that. It's such a good song, though. It's so menacing. I would do anything um, for love.
0: I could see you walking down and then like you scream it into the mic. But I won't do that. I could do
1: Billy Joel. The uh, she's got a way. No, 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 no. The, uh, <laughs> the uh, oh, my gosh. What song is it?
0: Piano Man. Wait, no, that wasn't no. Billy Joel.
1: Come on man you're the, really you're, you're really the, failing here. The, gosh what is it? what song is that? It's like Friday night I crashed your party. <laughs> Saturday I said I'm sorry. What, what is it? Yes, you may be right. Yes, you may be right. You may be right. I'm coming out to that song. We got song. some audience assistance from Yeah. So That's okay. cuz that's a good riff. The first riff is that's really good. That's what you that's what you're going it's you're going to breaking.
0: So let me get this straight. Brojack his pro wrestling music. You're going with a Billy Joel song. I don't care, man. Do it. You have.
1: Or to we, care. Didn't fire, <laughs> we didn't start the fire. Something. We didn't
0: start the fire. See, I was thinking for you, like, like more, like, like Starship, uh, like, uh, uh, we built this
1: city. Oh.
0: I could see you. You, know, I, could see you I, could that. Go, I could
1: go out to uh, "Zombie" by the Cranberries. That's another song.
0: Zombie. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. I like that. song, I was thinking too. "Zombie" by Rob Zombie. No, no, no. Okay. No. Nineties. 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 Dude. Nineties had some of the Zombie. best music.
0: Eighties and nineties had some of the best music, dude. Like, what happened? Okay, we're this is full old man territory. <laughs> what happened to music? Like back in my day, music <laughs> music was day. actually worth listening to. It took talent to play music. Today, you just have to know how to run a MacBook Air.
1: Um, I mean, I don't know electric electric music and everything like that, and house music, and
0: this all started when rap became a thing. <laughs>
1: I don't know about that. I'm dude. Kidding. <laughs> I do like some rap. There are some. There are some good. Uh, I think it was hip hop out there. I think most likely it was just catch. Honestly, people cannot sing worth a worth a worth a just. A pinch of salt these days. Yeah, they need it's that auto Mostly, it's mostly about the beats. It's all about the beats, it's man. Catchy beats.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's all about the feels. We live yeah. in such a superficial society. Yeah. Like it used to be about those lyrics. You know, welcome to the jungle. We've got fun and games. We've got everything you want, baby. You know, man, the, you really the want way GNR as your theme song that you're going hey, to GNR right uh, like just just the 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 tops of lyrical. Lyrical genius coming from Guns and Roses. You know it's true, absolutely know it's true. Um, so, all right, well, that didn't pan out as much as as good as I thought it was going to. But Billy Joel's fine. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. That's fine. Um, but something that I think is important. The reason I gave this example is because uh, Theobras exist. This that's the
1: worst <laughs> segue in the world. Josh started with me fighting Burrows. We got to talk about why. Okay, I'll be fully
0: honest. I had we we had the topic, and then I had that picture in my head, and I spent zero amount of time figuring out how to link the two. You went down that rabbit hole.
1: (laughs) You went down the rabbit hole first,
0: and I did not know how deep it was, and I'm still falling. I have not hit the ground yet, so I need some help. Jack, help me out here. Do your part. You were mm. you are my co-host in crime. Sure.
1: <laughs> well, why is it that we fight against Theo Bros? Or why why did I guess I guess the analytical side <laughs> into me is like, why did you put Theo Bros in the ring that I was going to fight? Because they are always in a ring. They are. They're that always is in a true. ring. Now here's
0: okay, let's let's define our terms. We we joke about Theo Bros, we joke about cage stagers. I honestly think they're two terms for kind of the same thing. Yeah. Who are we talking about when when we are alluding to these, these individuals?
1: I think we're mainly talking about the group of folks, mostly men, that take themselves way too seriously and others too serious as well, too. So, um, yeah, I think it's just you always have to be critical. You always have to be have this if it doesn't align with your thought process, I gotta attack them i gotta I gotta basically correct them I gotta do everything to say you're wrong, this is why you're wrong um yeah very critical, especially on like stuff that like is kind of up for debate on yeah. the majority of the time, so yeah
0: it's usually the topics that are non salvific yeah that are what 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 Jack and I would consider, and I think what most solid reform individuals would consider secondary issues, Yeah, right? We're talking things like baptism, things like eschatology, um, your view on certain social issues, uh, um, whether or not the book Gentle and Lowly is a good book or not, (laughs) Um, whether or not not the term empathy is a good, is okay. 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 We have to tell this story because we said we were going to. So, do I have to name names? I, I don't know. I don't know if I get... Uh, I mean, it's public. James White. Okay. Yeah. Everyone knows who James White is. Old Jimmy. Uh, old <laughs> old Jimmy White. <laughs> um, I want to preface this by saying I have learned a lot from James White. Mm. I think uh, he's, in terms of g- Greek, his knowledge of Greek, original mm. Greek, it's... I mean, it's almost unparalleled. He's sure. he's brilliant dude. Brilliant. I've learned a lot from him. Um, but he came out with this tweet saying that, like... Um, you know, empathy is, uh, essentially the tweet said that um, um, empathy is a sin. Yeah. Is what I'd said. Yeah. Um, I know what he meant. I know, like, like, there was further explanation of what he meant. And you can get into all that. But I, you know, I, I posted this thing online, which in hindsight I probably shouldn't have done, <laughs> saying, like, look, you can't have hot takes like this. Because this hot take in and of itself is not true. Yeah. Whether or not you mean something different, um, or there's further explanation to this hot take, you can have that conversation. But you can't just start the conversation saying something like this, right? Yeah. And I got, I got lambasted, dude. I really did. And in hindsight, I, I should have realized that no profitable good conversations are happening on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, that's true. It just doesn't <laughs> happen. Like, <laughs> and and, and every, time, every time I think, like, oh, maybe, maybe things are better. Maybe, m- maybe, they've ch- maybe things have
1: changed. You thought
0: wrong, And Josh. I thought wrong, son.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just get lambasted. So anyway, m- probably my fault for putting that on there. But it kind of exposed something to where, like, we live in an age... And a time, especially in ch- in 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 the church, of hot takes, sure, and of very harsh and unloving methods of communication, yeah, and unloving, ungracious ways of communicating with each other, yeah. And we see this manifested the most on social media, the Facebook groups, the. Twitter debates. Yeah. Um, not so much on Instagram, which uh, you know Instagram's turning into my favorite social media platform. Instagram is pictures. Ba-
1: usually yeah, usually on Instagram, mostly people are going to share their stuff and pictures and that's going to be about it. Yeah. You don't see a whole lot of fighting going on there. Right. Unless right. you're on a lot, unless you're on somebody you follow and they're doing a live and then there's some Q&A. Oh, and then the comments. So yeah, anytime
0: yeah. there's a place for comments, just 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 don't go in the comments. Sure. Don't don't go <laughs> in the comments. Um you will never find a greater hive of scum and villainy in the than, than in the comment section of a <laughs> theological post. Pretty this much. is not gonna happen. So but but what what this just kind of reminded me is that we there are individuals out there, and I have to be careful with myself and my own heart not to become one of these individuals that I can't really think of a better way to say it, but it's just they like conflict. And yeah. they like to they fight. like quarreling. They, they like enjoy fighting. that back and forth quarreling, and that banter and that debate. And it, I've never seen it go well. Yeah, you know, and and there's this there's this kind of I don't, I don't I don't think it's a movement, but there's this mentality within reformed culture that we find ourselves in that you have to be the first to comment, you have to be the loudest, you have to be brash in what you yeah. say because if you don't. um I mean, I don't even know what the consequence is. Like, like people don't take you seriously. People, people think you're, and you're not. You're defending
1: not. You know the gospel if you don't. Uh, uh, yes. Sometimes yeah.
0: it comes down to that. It really does. It really does. So, And I see this as a problem in, in the local church, too, in how we interact with each other. Yeah. And how we quickly uh, will say something to somebody online that we would not say to their face. Yeah. Right? And there's just this mentality of being ungracious and uncharitable and unloving. Yeah. And, and the word I'm really looking for, gentle. Gentle in how we speak, especially to other brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be a lack of that, especially on social media. And we just kind of wanted to talk about it and, yeah. and, and talk about why, frankly, why it's important as a Christian To not take yourself seriously. Yeah. (laughs) To
1: take the things of God very seriously. Or... But to not take yourself seriously really at all. Yeah. Or just even how to approach uh, conversations in a a more charitable way as well too. Because I think right now we live in an age where it's like, I'm going to be the loudest, most brash, most un-PC person on the planet. Sometimes that is not going to do you any bit of good at all one bit. And so I think it's important, A, scripturally if you're wanting to be in a position of leadership, and if you feel the Lord's calling on your life in that, and other people have affirmed that as well too, um, it said over, it's stated basically in those 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Titus epistles, like, hey, the Lord's servant is not to be quarrelsome. Uh, I've really taken that to heart. I've tried not to be quarrelsome. I've tried to be more on the listening aspect the last few years i haven't always been that way but i've been more along the lines of like let me listen to this person see where they're coming from versus just launching and i have it's been bad there's been bad years where i've had where i've been oh sure we've all had em. oh yeah so yeah i think that in these recent years i've been way more having the stance of let me be humble let me be uh, have the disposition of listening and hearing them out and really understanding what they mean by certain terms and things um, and see where they're coming from. I think it's important, one, because it shows that you're willing to listen people to people that you don't agree with, even though if they are in the body of Christ. And then on top of it, it shows that, hey, you generally are living out a unity within the fellowship of other believers. So...
0: Well, and you know, it, it makes me ask the question that if these individuals are this way online, yeah, and they engage with their brothers and sisters in the harsh manner that they do, yeah, um, it it makes me ask and and genuinely wonder what kind of relationship they have with their leadership in their local church. You yeah. know, now sometimes these guys are the leadership. Yeah. Uh you know, and, and they are the ones that are in authority and yeah. that's when I, I think cringe the most is because, you know, if you're this heavy handed with individuals online that you don't even know, um, I it makes me very concerned about yeah. how you're interacting with the congregation that the Lord has placed under you. Yeah. How you're interacting with your family, how you're interacting with your wife or your kids. Um and it's it's a red flag when I see somebody you know viscerally just ream someone you know a confessing brother and sister online and Mm -hmm. just take them to the woodshed yeah um and then you know the next tweet they're talking about what what they're preaching on that sunday you know what i'm saying (laughs) um and again i want to have grace because we're all We're all fallen When we all make mistakes and we all have interactions where uh, we don't act as we should as Christians. Yeah. But when there's a pattern of it and when you can almost be defined by that kind of brutish mentality online, Mm -hmm. uh, it makes me concerned, you know, and I'm concerned for those individuals. I'm concerned for their, their spiritual health. Um, Yeah. Now, and, and, and it's almost like, it's almost like, you know, and, and this is the problem with social media is like. It's created a false and, and like a pseudo, it's created a pseudo community. Sure. You know? And I think that, I think that that is a problem. Yeah. When we have just kind of the pseudo community that we're putting so much effort into, um, when, you know, all this time that you are spending debating this secondary or, th- or you know, or third level issue, Yeah. um, it's time that you're not spending taking care
1: of the people that God has put in front of you. Well, not only that, but then on top of it, you're, I've seen a lot of people fall into this where they're going to give out and create a persona online and then try and live within a group of believers another way. So maybe you're more quiet and reserved amongst, you know, the, the people, the assembly that you have in your local church and then online, you're brash, you're attacking people, you're condemning people, you're going after this person and that person and just launching into everything. So, um, so yeah, there's, there's a ton of different things with that, but yeah, just that dual kind of that dual mentality of just like, I'm one way when I'm with people and I'm another way when I'm in private. That doesn't match uh, up to what I know scripture to say, hey, the person you are in private should be the person you are in public. Right. There should be no distinction.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think we've fallen into the trap of kind of viewing Twitter and Facebook and social media as kind of a private (laughs) <laughs> That's
1: kind of a private or your arena. Or persona? Or I don't know. this right. This thing in which I get followers, they listen to me, I'm in a position of teaching and giving out content, and I'll just stoke my ego with these certain accounts that I have. Well, well, and,
0: and it, it brings with it this belief and this feeling that you have to have an opinion and a solid commentary on literally everything. Sure. Because, you know, people are listening I don't, to you. Yeah,
1: because if I don't... Uh, then they won't hear me, you know. My followers right. won't hear me, right? Yeah.
0: And, yeah, and I mean, let's be honest. At the root of that, that's pride, and that's a very that's a pretty very prideful yep. mentality to have, yep. Um, because that's placing kind of your influence and your platform that you have curated for yourself, yeah, um, above kind of the calling that we're supposed to have as Christians to be gentle and, and loving toward our congregation. And speak truth, definitely, but 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 we're called to speak truth in love. Yeah. And we have seemed to make this little switch to where we believe that the truth we are speaking is the love.
1: Yeah. Those
0: aren't those are those are two separate things. You're supposed to speak truth and then they give you and then we have the motivation of how that truth is supposed to be delivered through love. Yeah. Right? And you cannot say that Calling someone's salvation into question, calling them a heretic, calling them a lackluster Christian, saying that they don't understand anything. You can't tell me that that is setting up a relationship to where I'm going to believe that this person has my best interests at heart.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, it's tough sometimes, um, I mean, there's there's certain people that I'm just not going to interact with their content online, yeah. And same. that goes and that goes for people who are more on the launching, discerning, condemning boat, versus even some people who are saying some wonky stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's just best not for me to comment on that. I'll see it, but it's like, okay, yeah, um, yeah.
0: Like like what what damage is done with you not commenting? Yeah, you know. Yeah, like like. Nothing's lost, yeah, and I think a lot can be gained. <laughs> sure, with us kind of uh, mining our own business, working with our hands, and doing our best to live at peace with everyone as far as it's up to us.
1: Yeah, I think I think the I think the thing that's really missed out within our modern day today is just the fact of being living in obscurity and being oh, at yeah, peace yeah, yeah. with living in uh, obscurity. And just knowing that the Lord Jesus worked and lived a life in obscurity, that didn't, I mean, I've said this before. My my professor, one of my professors at Western Seminary said, like, don't chase celebrity. Jesus never chased celebrity. He didn't do that. He lived and obeyed uh, out God's commands and what he needed to do in order uh, to purchase those that were lost how to reconcile people back to God. Um, But like knowing that like Jesus lived in obscurity and knowing that there are Christians that will meet on the other side of eternity that have done way bigger, more grandiose things and they were never on a social media outlet. That's something to revel in. I think Um, plus it also is something that's like, I think everybody's trying to play this whole like resume game online too. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to, trying to, I have like create a pedigree. Well, you sure. Yeah. So I say a certain amount of things. I have a certain amount of followers. I say certain things that people like, and that's my resume. And I got to keep that resume up versus like my resume. I don't give a crap about my resume. (laughs) My resume is that I
0: am a faithful member at my local church. Yeah. Like like when did that not be enough? I guess sure. I guess that might be my main question is is when did the humble n- like unglamorous day-to-day yeah church service, service to your church, like when did that stop being enough for people?
1: I think it's I think it's just this perpetual ideal we have here in America of wanting to be known wanting to to be known and to be known amongst other people and having to be um, validated and kind of lifted up in this certain place. I think mainly, too, it's because look at all the movies. we. I mean, I love movies and I love storytelling. Yeah, of course. But, yeah, same. But there, there will be times in your life where you're going to start – wanting your life to be this movie to be this like centerpiece on you. And it's just not, I mean the centerpiece of whole your whole existence is the fact that God's actually the author and main character of your life, not you. And so that's difficult because in America we want these, we want, it's kind of like this whole, I mean, look at, look at the way that we even take like Isaiah's story and we make that into a story about nobody said I'll go but I stood up and I said I'll go lord you know like I'm here I'll you're go you're not isaiah <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love
0: you enough to tell you this
1: <laughs> you're not isaiah but I mean that's honestly that's what our culture perpetuates not not organically but the fact that we're in proximity to that within our within so many things we interact with that is going to seep in to how you see yourself and how you see your church and how you see your service to your church and everything and your identity as a believer. And how do I need to talk? How do I need to defend the faith? All these other things. Yeah.
0: And, and I would say this and I want to say this in love because it is coming from, it's coming from a place of deep love and deep concern for these individuals. And and, you know, I say this as a warning to myself too, and the propensities that I have to like, want to comment on that tweet because it's, because I have an opinion on it. Right. Um, The only thing that you are doing when you engage in those type of debates or those type of arguments, the only thing that you are doing in those situations is stroking your own ego. That's all you're doing because no true real discipleship is happening on social media. Yeah. And now there's pages and people that I enjoy following because they provide encouragement and they provide solid resources, but true discipleship comes within the context of the local church. Yeah. And when you see these kind of big name people who have gotten all of these followers and gotten this platform because of the, because of the kind of outlandish or harsh way that they say things, because let's be honest, when you're loud, when you're the loudest one in the room, you're going to get the most attention. Yeah. I mean that's just that's just how it works. Yeah. And people see that and like, okay, if I want this platform and I want people to follow me and I want my opinion to get out there, then I have to act like that. Yeah. You know and, think and, and and it's so it's so antithetical to what it means to be a, a, a one, a Christian, but
1: also just a faithful member in your church. I think it also depends too on which where we live at. Because I mean this happened. You know well as I do, this happened in the Northwest sure, within yeah. the 2000s and the you, 2010s. You'd think we'd,
0: we'd, we'd learn our lesson. <laughs> we obviously because, didn't.
1: <laughs> because here's the thing. Um, there have been many pastors in our region that have said, oh, it's an us versus them mentality. Yes. The culture's after me. I got to assert myself as the alpha male amongst everybody else. So here's how I'm going to do it. Here's how I'm going to exert my dominance. And here's how I'm gonna, and here's how they're gonna know that I'm the top dog in the room, and that's, I mean, you and I both know that has that storyline's been, I mean, put through the recorder and re-recorded dozens of times, and nothing's good really come out of that. No, so. no, 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 it's not. The only thing that it comes out of that
0: is is broken relationships, um, an inability to be effective, to the hurting. And the people that, that, yeah, have been burned by individuals like that, you're not going to be effective for, for no. them if you're out there screaming and yelling and and being brash
1: and harsh. Well, you're like, going to be you're going to create just a body count behind you of casualties to that kind of mentality of going about interacting with other believers and even non-believers to that effect too. Yeah. So. You're going you're gonna to create a body count behind you and
0: then you're going to create, and everyone else, you're just going to create an echo chamber Sure. where the people that are following you are people that believe everything you do yeah. and believe in the way that you say it. And we, when that happens, when we create and kind of cultivate for ourselves this platform and this, this echo chamber, we begin to see anyone else who doesn't think the way that we do or if it doesn't interact the way that we do or doesn't state truths the way that we do yeah. we see them as less than yeah. or not as zealous for the gospel yeah. or not as not as strong not yeah. or, or, or you know has a weaker conviction right like and that's that's so bogus yeah. it's so bogus and I'm I'm like I'm very discouraged sure. <laughs> when I see that especially in Reformeddom, because it's very prevalent yeah. and to me it just hammers the truth harder into my head that we as Christians need to be focused on our local church, yeah. focused on the people, the individuals that God has placed in your proximity, in front of you, people that are you are actually in community with, not your followers, yeah. not people that are living in some other country or some other state that like your tweets or comment on your tweets or yeah. Facebook, no, none of that it's the people that are you are in community with your community groups your elders uh, the deacons in your church yeah. the people on the music team like like people who are of the same in the same body as you are that is your primary audience yeah and we will find very quickly when i think we shift our focus that our local church should be the main outlet for our gifts and our talents yeah. and speaking truth we're going to find very quickly that our brash and harsh way of stating those things uh, doesn't actually create an environment where people want to follow us <laughs> <laughs> in our church. We're going to be yeah. very ineffective yeah. for Christ and uh, and yeah. very ineffective for our local church if that is our mentality.
1: Yeah. Um, man. Yeah. I just think it's important to uh, that. I've I've heard pastors say vehemently now that they need to be uh, some pastors that I know are just on social media just to see what their other congregants are doing and just saying I know and just saying like uh, hey man I saw what you posted last week let's talk about that what's up with that um because I think that's a huge thing nowadays. It's like, it's not just this autonomous thing where I post articles and stuff like that. It's like, no, like there's sometimes where people are like launching like the whole salvo of just this, these missiles against these certain folks or certain ideas. And it's like, man, maybe you need to just take a break. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's not push that big red button.
0: Um, yeah. And maybe give it a day, and and maybe instead of blasting them on social media, uh, maybe get together for coffee. Yeah, I think you'll find very quickly that a lot of these individuals uh, suddenly aren't as brave when it's a face to face interaction. Yeah, versus some anonymous, you know, uh, a profile pic that yeah. they can just they can just rage on.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it, and no doubt about it. Like I think social media has its place. It has its place yes. in yeah. in yeah, connecting correct. folks. It has its place in uh, giving you a bigger sense of the outside world to a certain degree and everything like that. It has its place in um, um, evangelism. Sure. Yeah. Um, But I don't think it's really well in the areas of um, maybe stoking your ego and then on top of it, um, giving you a platform to then use in a very improper manner sometimes and this is from this is coming from a person that I've struggled with. I've struggled with this over the past few years same same, and now it's becoming more and more prevalent. It's like, man, I could care less now about all that stuff online. I'll share and stuff like that, but it's like I want to know what's going on in the people's lives at my local church because they're the ones that I'm in community with there's the they're the ones that I'm seeing on when I, when I lead my life group or when I go to, um, you know, Lord's day gathering or something like that, they're the ones that I care about. They're the ones that I want to know what's going. Okay. We talk, we, we did a, you know, you did a prayer request about this last Tuesday. How's that going? What's that look like? It's like, how can I be praying for you? How, wh- what's going on there? Versus if I'm spending all my time and effort in isolation, looking at social media that is going to rot your brain <laughs> It is, and it's going to drive Absolutely. you to a, uh, a paranoia per se. It will. Yeah. That is not going to help you out lead effective. If you're a leader within the church or just be a member within your church. So that's exactly right. Absolutely true. 100%. Um,
0: I just wish that you would, you know, share reformatory stuff a little bit more often. Real talk. Hmm. I know Josh is Josh. Real is talk very, here. Josh, Josh, I'm the camel that's doing 90% of the work. You're on my back. You're the rider in between my humps. Josh is like,
1: I'm carrying you. I'm carrying you.
0: you. I am Sam to your Frodo. That's what's happening right now. Like, I can't carry this for you, man, but I can carry you, I guess. Fine, Josh. I'll share more reformatory (laughs) stuff, I guess. I'm kidding, but not really. I mean, it's a half joke. It's one of those jokes where you're like, (laughs) but no, really, but seriously, (laughs) but seriously, bro. Um, Hey, if you guys want a great resource for kind of what Jack and I are talking about, we're gonna tip our hand a little bit. You gotta go get the book "Gentle and Lowly."
1: Were you doing that on purpose because of the?
0: You gotta go get the book "Gentle and Lowly" by Dane Ortlund. Yeah, fantastic book. Love it. It's a great book. Oh. You know, there's a few individuals kind of going around these days that are saying it's not. It's yeah. not a good book. Um, I but, don't think these people have actually read it. Let's Once be honest. On top
1: of it, let's be honest here. I've had this opinion and so do most other people as well too. The Ortland family is cranking out some top-notch yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're solid. I personally have been impacted by Gavin Ortland, who's here in Cal- he's in California. Baptist guy has written some great books on like historical theology and then also he wrote a really great book on Hills to Die On which actually kind of goes into this tertiary yeah, thing as well right. too. So, he's written like great fantastic really high 30,000 foot kind of book titles but then also lower ones like practical stuff and so I've really been impacted by even their dad Ray who wrote that one nine marks book called The Gospel. Yeah, That book has really impacted me. Honestly at this point I just want to get any Orland on the podcast <laughs> i don't care
0: who it is gavin dane uh ray orland. i'll try i'll like, we'll try to work some angles just, here just n Orland. just just one one I'll, of them i'll try to like one I'll of try the three. grease the wheels with yeah like, like i Bailey. reached out to i reached out to uh, uh what's the dad's name again ray ray i reached yeah. out to ray orland i mean i'm such a small fish he probably didn't even see it so just just talk to old uh old barney old barney oh, i could reach out to barnabas yeah, yeah i could but ah, that feels weird. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, that feels weird. Anyway, um, Gentle and Lowly by Dane Orland. Go buy the book. If you can find it, it might be sold out now. Um, that's what happens
1: when there's controversy over a sure. book. It
0: just leaves the shelves. Yeah. Um, so,
1: Man, Jeff Bezos got to have like 30 million more copies Jeff on, his, on his Bezos needs warehouse. to just chill his jets. Yo, I saw a documentary about him, and it is Amazon I think it's the new like railroad Dude, Robin if I Barron's was if I was a Dispy,
0: I would think Amazon <laughs> hold on. Go with me. If I was a Dispy, I'm equating Jeff Bezos with Nikolai Carpathia <laughs> <laughs> and Amazon is the new world order. Oh my gosh. It is like 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 Dude. Amazon is the new world order and 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 uh <laughs> Who's the uh, Bill Gates? Is the prophet? Oh my God! <laughs> he's the prophet. Oh my gosh. And we're all getting little little chips. Like he already wants to put chips in my head. He already wants to put a chip. In, like it is literally the the Disby's dream. Like Bill Gates <laughs> is turning into like literally every left behind novel. I feel ever. like he's
1: doing that just to grease the wheels. I don't know if he's doing that just in spite of people, but no, it, like it's crazy because Amazon will. I've I, I watched this documentary and they just like say something. They'll say that they're going into the healthcare market and the stock market oh, will just, just go bananas or something control like that. They can it, dude. Dude, they're they could massive. they could say tomorrow that like they're making the best car ever that's going to rival Tesla and it'll completely disrupt the market in a big way. Nobody nobody is going to I just outdo want them. my owns. boy Musk. I Elon want Musk is the man. The man. All I want from Amazon is a drone to drop off my package and for me to see that.
0: All I want from Amazon is to actually have an actual real two day delivery. Like, like <laughs> is that is that too much to ask? Like you advertise Prime two day delivery guaranteed. Yeah, no, that's false. I get it three days later. Like what? What? Come on, Amazon. Come you on, Amazon. You are false
1: news, Jeff Bezos. You are false news. You are a false profit.
0: Stone him. <laughs> oh my gosh i love it dude if jeff bezos like was like a theology dude like oh dude cage out
1: on jeff bezos jeff bezos it's crazy because jeff like have you heard jeff bezos's laugh it's kind of creepy it's creepy it's creepy and somewhat sociopathic
0: yeah yeah it is it is it's it's weird it's weird i mean hey his
1: ex-wife His ex-wife married like a science teacher, and that guy is now rich. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Like, it's
0: not that he need. Not like he needed the money. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Seriously. All right. Well.
0: We've, we've we've riffed enough. We we've riffed enough on Bezos. Uh, <laughs> we we've riffed enough. We've we've put down a company enough that we <laughs> that we benefit from on a daily Dude, basis. Dude, I bet you 10 so.
1: bucks now they're going to come after us somehow. They're no. going to so, they're going to they're going to they're going to seek and destroy us now. No. Those reformatory no. guys. Jeff Bezos is going to Amazon's going to take down the reformatory. <laughs> Dude, it's a,
0: it's it's a conspiracy, man. We know it's <laughs> happening. We know it's going to happen. We are now on Amazon's uh, Amazon's watch list. The Reformatory, this obscure theological podcast. Somehow- We're taking them
1: down. Somehow, I feel like this is going to turn into like the the movie The Untouchables. Yes. And then we're like- <laughs> I call Sean Connery. Okay, well, I'll probably be that Illy-ness doing go. a Sean yep. like Kevin Costner. Yep. Kevin Costner, and, uh, yep. and dude-
0: Jeff Bezos is, Robert De Niro. is Al Capone. Yep. Well,
1: dude, he- Let's let's be honest. Jeff Bezos has if, a Robert. If, Ge- De Niro, if Jeff Bezos Al Capone, put on hundred kind of pounds, teams.
0: he would be Robert De Niro from The Untouchables. Yeah, pretty he much. would. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, but he'd be he'd be like at the Amazon board meetings with a baseball bat. <laughs> You're like I you know you, you know you know what's a team you know what's a team game teamwork right baseball. <laughs> oh,
1: Hey, I have a team <laughs> I have heard that he is actually kind of like that too in in board meetings sometimes I don't think you there's a ruthlessness to him I don't
0: know you, if you can can't not be like that in America and make the money that he has been yeah. I think you have to be cutthroat yeah yeah anyway. but uh speaking of cutthroat Wait, that that's not a segue. No. Jack, get us out of here.
1: Well, listen, folks. If you want to hear more cutthroat takes from oh, old cut through, Josh, cutthroat hot takes. Yeah, no more cutthroat I'm hot I'm takes. I'm done with that. Josh.
0: <laughs> anyway, you can. I'm <laughs> reformed. <laughs> I've I have repented. I'm 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 reformed. I'm not the same man I was. I have been redeemed. I've, I'm not. I'm not
1: the man I was. <laughs> I'm not the man. I'm going full Scrooge. I'm not the man I was. <laughs> um, I've been delivered. Um, Anyway, if you want to listen to our our vacillations, if you will, on either Jeff Bezos, the whole left behind series, or how to not be a Theo bro, uh, continue to follow us on the Reformatory, uh, on all our sociable sites. Whether that <laughs> we're going to be- add that to our <laughs> intro. Hello, oh, welcome man. to the
0: Reformatory. It's podcast <laughs> for the local church by the local church, and how not to be a
1: Theo bro. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on the Tweaker. Tweaker. The, Inst- the Instagram, yeah. the Facebook. Mm-hmm. Just please don't be a jerk on those sites, yeah, whatever please you do. Yeah, don't be mean. Um, Josh, tell the lovely people about ways they can support us monetarily, if you will. If
0: you appreciate Jack and I's gentle and lowly approach to encouraging the centrality of the local church in your life, then you too can support us with a menial, a small donation of $5 a month minimum, uh, and your name will be hallowed 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 through the halls of this podcast give us a like and review we appreciate five-star reviews four-star reviews not so much uh, we really appreciate all of you guys listening we thank you so much for all of your patronage and your support and we will catch you on the next step of the reformatory <laughs>